When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gather around, kids. I'm going to tell you a story about the good old days. Can we get to where we're going so I can then shit out all the food I paid good money for? Holy cow. <laughs> that is bleak. You are out of control. I don't know if this is a holiday season thing or not, but you've just been salty cycle. as hell it's lately. Cycle. You're salty as hell. Salty. Savory. And it was easy. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. We're sorry to interrupt this program, but a bulletin has just been handed me. This is Quitters Never Give Up. Go ahead. Repping for all of Quitters Never Give Up. Check off Christopher. We check off Jen Pastorini. Check off Lindsay. Check off Hello, Drew. Oh, the great Ed Wynn, ladies and gentlemen. I love him so much. Because I said quitters never give up, and he said, that's all they do. And it sounds like it was recorded on a Fisher-Price tape recorder, right? He's recording it also through a potato. So, yeah, enjoy that. <laughs> all our party people, it's quitters never give up. This is episode 134, 134, 134, right? Let's uh, say hello to Edwin. So I'm looking forward to talking to Eddie again. He's year. great. Yeah. He is really great. Yeah, he's great. Looking forward to talking to him again. How you doing? Good day, mates. <laughs> Let's say hello to Jennifer. Get Jennifer, oh you are a piece of work, my dear. <laughs> Truly a piece of work. Hello, party people. Let's say hello to Lindsay. We've got lots of sources very close to Lindsay, and they're saying, yes, that she is drinking crazy amounts of vodka up to two liters a day. Up to. All right, let's say hello to Drew. With Drew, when Drew can't drop into a squat. How you doing, Drew? Doing great. Apparently, I can't drop into a squat, though, so I've got to work on that. But no, I'm doing great, guys. Good to be here. Nice. And I'm Christopher Rosales. So whenever, whenever the bad ninja, whenever Chris sees one of these guys, Billy's co-workers, and recognizes them, like the bad ninja inside of her, like has a flashback to who killed him. Excellent. <laughs> that is a moment with Jason Menzikas. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm in. <laughs> uh, to to be fair to him, that movie was bonkers. It was what was that movie, Edwin? New York Was Ninja. One of, yeah, New York Ninja. Yes. That's how did this get made for those of you who are fans like we are, me and Christopher. Yeah, so it was it was a bonkers episode, and that movie was bonkers. And his explanation actually was clearer than any other explanation of that movie. All right. Shall we do the flashback with no introduction? Hello, and welcome to a very special flashback. Because I'm going to introduce you now. Flashback. And now... Let's have a look at this. Just play the intro. You guys know who Steven 
Skull is, right? The fat, oh, fat yeah. actor who uh, used to do martial arts movies? Mm-hmm. He was very popular in the 90s. He had a lot of big hits like uh, Out for Justice, Hard to Kill, Marked for Death, the Under Siege <laughs> movies. I mean, he was a real, real big star for a while. And then he just, I don't know, it seemed like he just vanished, just evaporated. And I mean, you never, ever hear from him again. That's because he might have actually vanished. This guy is a visionary. And I don't know if you've seen or not, but he has a new energy drink. <laughs> really? Steven Seagal's Lightning Bolt. Wow. The first of its kind. And we thought we would have Steven on to ask him a few questions just about what's going on with the energy drink. Good morning, Steven. Good morning, Kevin Abin. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Good. Well, so- Steven, i, I got to be honest. Uh, first of all, welcome back to Hollywood. But I have to be honest. The, well, we were surprised. Left. I never left Hollywood. Oh, you making, didn't. You've still been... making movies, still making music. We haven't. Still uh, very popular. We haven't seen much. Of your you. your movies go direct to DVD now, mostly though, right? They do play on smaller screens. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess what I was going to say, Mr. Segal, is that when we saw your product advertised, we kind. I'll be honest. We chuckled a little bit because you don't strike us as an energetic guy. You seem a little low key to be promoting something like an energy drink. I have enormous energy. <laughs> I have enormous energy. Okay. And my body's in tip-top physical condition, largely because of the studying I did when I was in Tibet, studying martial arts and Buddhism. I see. Okay, but when we've seen pictures of you in the paper, you look really, really fat compared to in your action hero days of 15 years ago. You don't look like you're in the top physical condition of your life, sir. Well, everyone knows the camera adds about 100 pounds. <laughs> right, now you got... If you saw me in person, you would be shocked at my sinew. Okay. My rippling muscles. <laughs> now and the... my incredible vitality. Now, the new energy drink is called Lightning Bolt. <laughs> Lightning it's, Bolt, It yes. says it's the first of its kind. How That's is right. How is it different from any of the other energy drinks? I formulated this energy drink myself personally. Okay. Uh-huh. I came up with it during my travels in Asia. Mm-hmm. Most important part is the first uh, energy energy drink ever to contain Asian cordyceps and Tibetan goji berry, two of the most rare and treasured herbs in Chinese and Tibetan medicine for thousands of years. Okay, okay. never sound, heard of those. Yeah, they sound kind of made up. Like maybe it's one of those things that you you know you're trying to advertise, make it seem exotic and expensive, yet it doesn't really do anything. Are you Tibetan? I I am not. No, well, that's probably why you never heard of them. Okay. They're very treasured by the Tibetans and the Chinese for thousands of years, and they're rare and treasured. <laughs> now, no, incredibly treasured. Nobody has ever put these into a drink no before. One. Okay. It's the first time they've ever been in an energy drink. I, and I, it will I'm... make a difference in your life that you will not believe. It'll add energy, vitality, and make you you'll you'll get younger as you drink it. Really? Wow. Yes. Now you're not Asian, right? Well, depends on how you define Asian. Well, somebody from well, that I mean, part of the world. Then yeah, no. your heritage then is no, not a... I'm not Asian. <laughs> <laughs> the paperwork says Lightning Bolt, an Asian experience energy drink. That's one of our flavors. We have two flavors, Cherry Charge and Asian Experience. Oh, I see. Okay. Cherry Charge now, gives you a uh, charge of cherry. <laughs> <laughs> of cherry. Okay, and the okay. Asian Experience? Asian. <laughs> <laughs> What's that like, Steven Seagal? <laughs> <laughs> is it like experiencing Asia? <laughs> That's not what it does for us. Why do you have an energy drink? You have less energy than anyone on the planet. 
We saw the ad for the lightning bolt, the Stevens Cigar Energy Drink in a magazine. But how else are you getting the word out to the people? Well, lightning bolt is available uh, in most popular grocery stores, 7-Elevens. But I am trying to get the word out. I'm advertising in magazines and uh, also on television and radio. In fact, I'm advertising there at K-Rock. You have your radio station. You have an ad on K-Rock now? Uh, not yet, but it will will be airing uh, okay. sometime later this week. Right. And uh, I believe you have, I sent over the commercial there that we're going to be airing. For the first time, you guys can play it on your show. Fantastic. So this is a commercial for your Lightning Bolt. Lightning Bolt energy drink. All right, here you go. Hey, everybody. Lightning from the Kevin and Bean Morning show here and I'm here to talk about Steven Seagal's lightning bolt energy drink and with me on the phone is listener Steve Steve you actually tried Steven Seagal's lightning bolt energy drink right that's right lightning I heard you talking about the fact that Steven Seagal's lightning bolt energy drink contains Asian cordyceps and the Tibetan goji berry Two of the most rare and treasured botanicals used in Chinese and Tibetan medicine for thousands of years. You didn't say and that. that. it promoted energy, vitality, and longevity. So I just had to try it. Wow. And how'd you like it? Well, after I drank it, I was able to successfully battle terrorists on a boat and a train with my newly developed martial arts techniques <laughs> and stop an evil oil corporation from desecrating sacred Indian burial grounds. Right. Wow. Plus, I'm eight years younger now than I was before I started drinking it. Oh, and now chicks really dig me, too. <laughs> wow. And how long did you need to drink uh, Steven Seagal's Lightning Bolt Energy drink to get those results? A month. A month? A month. A month. A month. Whoa, Nelly! But what about the price? Well, as you know, most other energy drinks cost thousands of dollars per can. Sure. But by switching to Steven Seagal's Lightning Bolt Energy Drink, I was able to save over $4 million a year on my energy drink bill. Incredible. Well, there you have it, folks. Not only will Steven Seagal's Lightning Bolt Energy Drink give you incredible martial arts skills, make you younger, and drive the ladies crazy, but it'll save you millions of dollars a year. And that's not energy drink bogusness. Lightning, I don't know what they're talking about. I can hear the bass in your voice just fine. Oh, well, thanks, Steve. <laughs> was was that you, Stephen? No. Was that you on the phone? That was a listener named Steve. That sounds just like you. Lucky man. <laughs> a month. A month. Oh, that guy with no bass in his voice really sells the product. I need to go out and get me some of Steven right. Seagal's lightning bolts right now. <laughs> with rare Tibetan goji berries. And, and, and ancient treasures from Asia. Asian that Asian experience. That that too. Them that lots of those. Here. And you uh, save millions a year on your energy bill. <laughs> that that's what they said, right? I believe so. <laughs> so that was a rare occasion where they recorded that semi live, or no. No, they must have done that separate. Yeah. 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 Lightning sure. could not hold. Lightning's the one I don't think could have held it. Ralph probably could have been okay. Lightning would have started cracking up on like the second line. So, <laughs> so then why did they? Oh, what I don't understand then is why they did his voice and with a phone sound effect instead of just doing it live together. I don't know. Well, because Steven funny. Seagal was supposed to be someone they called in, he wasn't supposed to be Steven Seagal in the commercial. It was a pre-recorded ad that was airing on K-Rock at the time. I mean, they 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 said that when they were interviewing Steven Seagal. Um, and it's Steven Cigar, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love Steven Cigar. All righty, next one. They've been in some negotiations trying to work out a way where YouTube can use authorized 
clips from the major entertainment content providers, but no uh, progress has been made, so if I can, all right, that's it, screw it. One billion dollars, we're suing you. I understand uh, copyright violations, I do, but in the case of YouTube, how does it hurt MTV if, you know, say uh, Jessica Simpson's on TRL and her boob falls out of her, you know, shirt or something, oh. and somebody puts that up on YouTube? How does that hurt MTV if now that's available on YouTube for people to see that missed it the first time around? I can't imagine. This is so bogus. Because what if MTV wants to put it up on their website and drive traffic Go ahead. to that website? But Go they, ahead. They're making them take it all down, aren't they? Already? I mean, come on. What's up with that? Like, we it was good the way dollars. it was. One billion dollars. There's a guy out there who puts every second of the Kevin and Bean show on his website. Don't we say don't, that. Oh, nice. Good. We good don't work. care. He doesn't, we love him. Bean's lying about that. He doesn't do no, that. No, no one does that. No one does Thank that. you for that. No one Our company it. can't get a <laughs> hey, podcast together. This guy, this guy is making podcasts available for people. No, he's not. Awesome. He's hey. not doing any such thing. Theoretically. Hey. Theoretically, hey. he is. guy poking a dog with a stick. I'm saying he could be. Let sleeping lawyers lie, will you? Stop it. They're already sue happy. I'm just saying. Beans rubbing, uh, rubbing raw air name, meat. by the way, in Bakersfield, the Sue Happy. <laughs> <laughs> Beans rubbing raw meat all over this poor guy's ass who does this website. Yes. He's going to release the Doberman Pinscher. I love that guy. Well, He's then stop providing us valuable service. Stop Don't target on his balls. Well, then quit suing people. That's well, what I'm saying. I'm not suing anyone. <laughs> stop suing people, Ralph. What's wrong with you? Oh, God, I hate you so much. You have your head up your ass. Thank God for Kevin Stockdale. Wait, wait, who? Sorry, wait, I, I don't know who you're talking about. Clearly, that's a <laughs> hypothetical situation that the lawyers don't know about. But God, God bless the person who hypothetically named Kevin Stockdale that could do that. Yes. Stockdale. Stockdale. <laughs> All right. I can play one more or we can move along. One more. Okay. This is a great story. But uh, last year, guys, was maybe the best 420 ever on the Kevin Abid show. We've had some great ones in the past. Unfortunately, we were not able to work out a live broadcast this year. We did talk about it. We almost had it nailed down, but it fell, kind of fell apart at the last minute. Remember the, remember the one we did with uh, with Be Real? Oh, sure. Uh -huh. We did a live broadcast with Be Real. And we were at a restaurant, I think, down in Hermosa or something yep, like that. Hermosa Beach. And uh, I think the manager of the place ended up calling the cops on us because Be Real would not stop sp smoking a spliff. Well, it was the size of a telephone pole. <laughs> yeah, it was. The biggest the biggest <laughs> joint I've ever seen in my life. It was that, like a uh, comedy joint. That was a little bit of a crimp in that 420 celebration. And last year on 420, we were here in the studio, and Lisa May provided a great deal of entertainment for us on the day. Oh, I'm so glad that you all were entertained. And now the Kevin Bean players recreate last year with Lisa May. Now... Last year, we had some brownies, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying there was anything extra in them. I'm just saying they were brownies. They were extra moist. Yes. That's uh, Sister Producer Alex, who was and also here. an intern was supposed to consume a oh, brownie. Oh, that's right. We were gonna, Worst we were gonna, intern ever. That was the intern who said he's never been able to get high. Right. He's, ne he's yeah. tried, but it's just never worked ever. So we said, well, this is the time for you, and this is going to be perfect. Yes, Psycho Mike. I, I can play the part of Puya if you'd like. Okay, good. Puyah, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, and now uh, Puya, uh, call, I think, called the night before or the morning of? He called me the night before, left a message at like 10 o'clock, and then called the morning of. 
and left a very lame excuse, kind of right, you know, I think the best excuse was, hey, I have to go to China, I can't come into work. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. From another and, intern, yeah. And he calls with personal reasons Puyo, why you can't why, What were your personal reasons why you couldn't? Because, you guys, the brownies are not unleavened bread, and it's Passover. <laughs> oh, it's Passover, right. I can't eat the bread and the brownies, it's unleavened, and I'm a, because I'm a Jew. <laughs> we were like... Ugh. Really? So you can consume narcotics. Yeah. He's not right. He had no bad. problem with the pot. It was the brownie part. Yeah. That was No, bad. don't get it. It's against my religion. It's I can't have that bread. Well, we really? didn't want to waste uh, maybe the best brownie recipe in America. So somehow Lisa May got volunteered to try it. Being yeah. the trooper that I am, I said, oh, I have a little wow, bit of you're a hell of a trooper. We nudged her over that edge because I was like, come on, open, you know, open them with me. And I'm so telling you, I have it. not had good experiences in the past, right. hence my hesitation. So we cut off uh, the end of the brownie and we gave it to Lisa and she ate it. And about, I don't know, a half hour, 40 minutes later, she was looking at me and she just was like, I don't feel anything. Right. <laughs> so I, I suspected. There wasn't really anything in the brownies, and you guys were just doing like, the placebo right? thing. Mm -hmm. So then I'd be like, yeah, I do feel something, and then you'd make fun of me. So I said, great, have another bite. And she said, okay, and she had another bite. Now, that may have been the problem. <laughs> Wrong idea. Because I was, I had taken my brownie and left in the office and having a good time with lightning. Yeah. Not in here, not able to supervise Lisa to tell her that this special brownie re you know, recipe, you don't want to eat too much. So this is about, I don't know, 8 o'clock in the morning. And then during the 9 o'clock showbiz... Um, we're going to have Psycho Mike now be Lisa May. <laughs> she like It hit her like a, like she ran into a wall. Like, instantly hit her. So it was nothing, 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 right. nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing, and then everything. Yes. Right during the showbiz, she stands up and she looks at Mike and I and she says, <laughs> I've got to go. <laughs> and the look on her face was that she was going to die within seconds. <laughs> So Alex, who's also having a good time at this point, so, kind of takes over. I see her crawling through the hallway past her office. And Lightning and I look at her, and, I, and I'm thinking, oh, Lisa having fun. And Lightning's like, no. Because I was having fun. Right. And Lightning's like, I think she's throwing up. So she uh, now barricades, wrong. She now barricades <laughs> herself in the bathroom. She locks herself in. Locks herself in. Mm -hmm. And Lightning's like trying to break the door down, trying to walk her out. I'm on the floor. Of the bathroom, uh, which yeah. is gross if you know our bathrooms. And I never did throw up. I thought I needed to, but nothing, you know, nothing So people would are happen. walking by, and Lightning and Alex are banging on the door of the women's room. And then she, like, opens the door. We just kind of, you know, leave her in there thinking, okay, she'll have some water. She'll be fine. And then she <laughs> opens the door, crawls back out, and goes, guys, guys, I can't breathe. <laughs> God, I can't breathe. Something's really wrong here. You better call. 911, I think I need an ambulance. And I'm doing this. Yeah. Everything's fine. Everything's <laughs> funny to you. So they go outside, and uh, apparently she, you were holding her in your arms. Well, she was <laughs> rocking me. Anyone who knows oh. what it's like to be having a good time, to be high on life, and your buddy is not, Yeah. you yeah. walk a fine line because you want to still enjoy yourself, but then your friend is ruining your high. It's funny because Lisa so thought she was going to die, and Alex was just angry because she was a buzzkill. I know. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So we went outside, and we got her some air, and we got her some water, and she was now getting the Sweaty, you know, sweaty skin, <laughs> it, and her pupils are getting dilated, you know. And it went on forever. Yeah. It would not stop. She's rocking back and forth in the fetal position. And I was like, kind of patting her back, but not really.
holding my because you didn't ball, care. Yeah, I was annoyed. I was like, uh, oh, I heard. I heard. Tell me if this is true that at one point Lisa was wrapped around a palm tree in the parking lot, like she was hugging it, like I, laying I on the say, ground, hugging a palm tree. There's nothing like being out in the parking lot. You know, high on life. And uh, everyone from K-Rock is now pulling in our general sales manager. People who have to dress in, like, a three-piece suit, okay, to make sure our show gets on the air. And they're walking by, like, is everything okay? And I'm kind of crazy, crazy. Lisa, like, it's fine. Don't (laughs) die. Because I don't want to explain this to them. Crazy morning show. Hi, Yeah, Hi, we're just doing our jobs. Please ignore us. Just sleeping. So, Lisa, I guess eventually you make your way back into the building, and then you sleep on on a couch somewhere, right? In Amy's office or something. Till one. For a couple of hours, yeah. Because I went down there to check on her, and it looked like she was out. And I talked to to Amy for a little bit, and Amy came out, and we talked a little bit. And Lisa told me later that she could hear every word; she just couldn't move. (laughs) I did. Wow, I was was totally conscious. (laughs) Dave and I go down there uh, before we go home after the show, and Lisa is is dead on the couch. I mean, she's just KO'd. And it was like a uh, like Johnny's got his gun, the uh, the Dalton Trumbo novel, where the guy can he's alive, but he can't move, see, hear, or speak, <laughs> can't respond and, to anything. Yeah, and and she's lying, just lifeless on the couch. And Dave and I are looking at each other, and he says, "Should we wake her up? Should we say something to her? Should we touch her?" I'm like, "I don't know, dude. What do you think? Is she okay? I don't. Do you think we should call 911? She's not doesn't seem to be breathing. And, you know, we're looking back, and forth. like Dave and I have some type of like medical insight, and we're just standing there. We stood there for like 15 seconds, 20 seconds, just staring at Lisa, discussing whether or not we should touch her. And that went south so fast. Wow. <laughs> Lisa and edibles. Kevin punching his microphone multiple times. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, there's so much. I wish I could have been there for that. Also, so Amy used to be the HR person at K Rock. So that means she literally was sleeping on the HR person's couch, which I didn't know you could do. I thought you got fired for that if you were intoxicated. But apparently, Lisa May can get away with anything. She can. She can. Now I've heard that they reference that bit many times, but I don't think I ever heard it live or heard that recap right. of what actually happened. So now, yep. now I'm informed. Thank you. She's yeah. like that that, that cop that uh, took the weed home, made the brownies, and called nine one one with his wife saying that he was dying. <laughs> like she's just a much tamer version of that, really. Well, she had you know specialists there to take care of her. To know what was going on, and Psycho Mike is not a specialist. Okay, people that knew how to handle. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. What could be worse than having Dave and Psycho Mike debating your fate? What should we do? Let's do the roundup. Load me up. Yeah, yeah. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) You get it when you want her to promote your podcast. We got it. Say hello to happy goodbye to the blue janky podcast. Random. That little boy to take home to his dying mother. She's probably already dead at this point. Oh, my God. She's probably already dead at this point. You don't know that. Some people have called it poverty porn. I, I wish there were a guy who edited this show. He could take all of that out, but apparently you've ruined that. They're talking about Christmas shoes. Christmas shoes. That if you were playing at home trying to figure out what that clip was in reference to, Christmas shoes. Christmas. Which person shoes. the was Bean talking about it with the editing, or was Ralph and the, the Ralph one? Oh, okay. Ralph. <laughs> the, the one where yes. you guys just almost passed out. Sorry, the internet's ruined oh, God, me. <laughs>
All right, let's start off with Janky Town. Uh, Dave was invited to a soup party, and uh, he had to make the soup. Last year, we were lucky enough to get invited into some of uh, Krista's co-workers' annual soup party. But this year was a little different because this year, I was tasked to make the soup. Now, who the fuck makes soups, right? Like, when do you ever make a soup for dinner? I have to stop this right there. Mexicans have a lot of really great soups. Menudo. Menudo, uh, pozole, just tons of them in all varieties. Caldo, just, you know, just delicious soup that we make for dinner regularly. There's a joke, in fact, that on the hottest day of the year, Mexican moms will make a, a, a nice soup. But uh, Dave, not aware of soups. Make some soup. So I'm scouring the internet, and I love a good pun, and that's how I decided I was going to make my soup based on the pun. And I don't know why it just popped in my head. Hey, you know what would be a good pun for gazpacho? Giznacho. <laughs> See, because it's gazpachos and nachos. Two things you kind of like. Cold soup and nachos. No one ever thought of that, right? No one ever thought of that, Dave. No. Giz nachos. I love You didn't explain the joke enough. You gotta explain your jokes more. Um I, I, I was <laughs> drifting off when he was talking about it and listening to the podcast and that just stuck with me. And then I heard Ali say Sounds like jizz, right? And I just yeah. Put the two I put two and two together. Let's move on. Uh, let's go over to, well, no, let's stay on Janky Town. You know how Dave criticizes people for crying, for celebrities dying and crying at movies? Dave went to see Godzilla. I did not expect a Godzilla movie to make me shed a tear. Yes, it made me shed a tear. Um, the movie... It's really sad if you think about it. Like, if you if you watch the movie, it's about a failed kamikaze pilot from Japan after World War II who runs into Godzilla, and that's all I'm going to say about it. But I did not expect to shed a tear and get emotional over watching Godzilla fucking minus one. He cried during a Godzilla movie. I, I, I He's changed. He's not the okay. same Dave. Okay, so, so I, I love how like Dave can go ahead and be like, dog's purpose, no tears, Godzilla, that lizard. <laughs> Anyone. Well, Edwin <laughs> sent me over the clip that made Dave cry. So I'm going to play that for you. creatures out of the way and you gentlemen can get back to your island right hey everything's great oh no it's not godzuki's coming in for a landing no godzuki no you're coming in too fast slow down slow down <laughs> Oh, Zuki, 
Are you ever gonna learn? <clears throat> That's what I thought. Never. You know I have to punish you. You can't come back on the boat. That made me sad for Godzuki. I can see why Dave cried during that. Thank you, Edwin, for sending that over. Oh, Godzuki, indeed. <laughs> that was comedy for one again. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of weird things that make people cry, <laughs> Alpha brought up the Christmas shoes. But at the end of the song, yeah. they have a child's chorus okay. singing the uh, the chorus. They right. have a child's choir singing the chorus. Sure. And invariably, when it's on the radio, I can't help but tear up and start to cry. I can't control it. I recognize that they're manipulating my emotions and the the song is garbage. And yet, when the little kids start to sing Just about mama being sick, Niagara Falls. I am helpless and angry that I'm crying against my will. So that's why I said I have a I have a complicated relationship oh. with the Christmas shoes. Oh my god. It's okay, Ralph. It's okay to be in touch with your emotions. This song is really bad. I'd never listened to it. I'd only heard it through Kevin and Bean. Whoa, 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 tonight? She does. Oh, damn. That took a turn. Comes over with some gazpacho. Why do you think it makes him cry? I, 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 who made that song? Why is that a thing? I, I, I'm not, I'm not saying Ralph's wrong. I'm just going, damn, that took a dark turn. Like I was going to make that joke. I'm like, oh, mom's, mom's dead. Okay. You haven't, you haven't heard the song? You haven't heard them talk about it? You know, I've heard them talk about it. I have actually not heard the song in its entirety. That was the first time. And now there's another one. Is it Mary? Did you know by Pentaton? Yeah. Oh, I have that on. People vinyl. love that song. But oh yeah. my god. Yeah. No, I Ralph, have that on vinyl. That's about. Ralph hates it. It's, but it's I horrible. same. There was another uh, Christmas song that was like intentionally sad that Allie and Bean were talking about. But I think that's relatively new right yeah well no that's from 1975 oh. that's called an old-fashioned christmas and yeah bean talked about it as well as ralph this week ralph yes. brought that song up when he was talking yes. about this song <laughs> and it is yeah they're all nightmare songs i, I hate them <laughs> they're all the worst part of christmas merry christmas one and all <laughs> me and christopher have we have that dark sense of humor we like this stuff as a matter of fact Christopher just sent that song to us today. The one no, about the people Christmas. on the bus. Oh, I listened to it. I, I it it's awful. Listening to like Dr. Demento and, you know, watching movies like Airplane. When you get something like that, I just bust up. It's supposed to be very sentimental, but my dark soul won't go there. Can we turn on it, the autopilot and land this plane if we're talking about <laughs> Airplane, please? 
is it supposed to be sentimental or is it a joke? That's what I thought. I, I was like, this has got to be a joke. But It has the beats of a joke, doesn't it? Yeah. But it's entirely serious. They're listening to a radio and it gets interrupted with the, with the news about a bus crash that their dad was supposed to be on. I don't know. It sounds like a joke to me. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Now that's serious. <laughs> nah, that's a good Oh, song. talk about right? teary eyed. Did <laughs> <laughs> Chris just drove away? <laughs> I'm Someone, sorry. It's someone's never- grandma got run over. By a Dodge Charger. Yeah, by a Dodge Charger, yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, she just wanted some Giz nachos. Uh, let's go over. No let's one wants that. <laughs> <laughs> he came in third though in the party his his giznacho soup came in third so all right i'm going to stop ruining the show and talk about eddie ruining the trivia question on the ralph report <laughs> ralph was giving away tickets to his uh, christmas show where he does frank sinatra and this is how the question went more tickets to give away today with another trivia question. Fred Claus is the film today. Sure. You ever see Fred Claus? That's the one with uh, Vince Vaughn, Vince right? Vaughn plays the uh, Paul, lesser... Paul Giamatti? Lesser achieving um, brother of Santa Claus. Yeah. So uh, the uh, the trivia question was going to be who plays Santa Claus Oh, I just movie. fucked that up. I'm sorry. And so This is why I need notes. Paul, I need a script. Paul Giamatti, as, as Eddie mentions... <laughs> Is the the actor who plays? Well, how Santa was I Claus supposed to know? You weren't. You weren't supposed to know. Spo- how was I I'm supposed- not angry. I'm not okay. blaming you. I'm just okay. now. I got to search. We're fishing. Now here I got to for- see if I can come up with another trivia question. I mean, you could just cut all this out. I could. I could start all over. Um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put the show on hold just for a second. As I mentioned, <laughs> it's hard growing up in the shadow of Santa Claus. Sure as you is. Can imagine. Sure is. So uh, Fred, at one point, goes to a support group. Siblings of famous people. Yes. Well, okay. I was gonna, Sib- I... Siblings Anonymous is the name of the, oh, uh, is the, name of the, the, the self-help group. I'm I was going to ask you, what's the name of the self-help group? But uh, Well, that wasn't, I didn't hit it on the well, nose. Well, you gave away half the answer. So Fuck. Really, God damn it. It's not going to be as you know effective what? a question. You, next question, I'm not going to say a word. Not you as, come back from this break and find a new question. Not as an effective a I'm question. I'm not going to say a fucking Once word. Once given away half of Here the Here we answer. go. I'm quiet now. So- I let it go on uh, because you could hear Jen laughing in the background. <laughs> so funny. I was just saying, I love Eddie Pence. And then hearing Jen pop in the background, like she mm-hmm. she's a professional. If that gets through, I mean, she's lost it. So, I, oh, my God. Eddie, <laughs> how? Why? Ralph, you know better, too. He knows these things. You, you can hear it in Ralph's voice when he brings up Paul Giamatti, how he just changes the tone. He's like, uh, now I need to figure there, There's a straight drop. It's just disappointment. Yes. And like, uh, and I'm pretty sure Eddie's looking at him like, how did I upset you? Until he, <laughs> it's like, well, that was the answer. I do love also how Ralph doesn't even have like a second or third question lined up just in case. Like, he's like, no, this is my friend. He's not going to be able to get this. Sure. No. Well, they could have just cut it out. They could have, but then you need to have a second and third question lined up. I like how he had to pause it, come back, and then it's like, all right, I got you. And then Eddie <laughs> answers it halfway. 
They should make that like part of the prize. Like if Eddie gets offered, you automatically win or whatever the other prizes are. If, if Eddie knows. If Eddie, like, if Eddie ruins the, the question or he already knows and you automatically win. I'm actually all for that. I'm, I'm that, that, that what's that? Like everyone wins that calls in. <laughs> this is a contest where they ask the question and then you write in the answer and then he draws from the people that answered it correctly. Ah, all right, uh, let's bring up the passing of Norman Lear. Let's uh, get out of there from, you know, it's tough to make that transition from a happy song to, you know, that request about a, a TV producer dying. Uh, Ralph said it best, I think, of all the, of all of the obituaries from this, uh, this week. Sad news yesterday when we all heard that Norman Lear had passed away at the age of 101. My God, what a life lived. It's not overstating it. I know the word legend gets thrown around quite a bit. This dude literally changed television yeah. for the better. For sure. Sitcoms were never the same after he started his All in the Family show when it debuted in 1971. No one had ever seen anything like it. And then from that moment on, he was just off to the races. Uh, the Jeffersons, of course, a spinoff of All in the Family. Maud, likewise. And then a short list of some of his other TV hits, Sanford and Son, Good Times, One Day at a Time, Different Strokes, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, and its spinoff, Fernwood Tonight. Fernwood Tonight alone, if he just made that, would have made Dude, him one of my favorite creators. His influence on Generation X alone is, it, I mean, he influenced the entire generation. Because we grew up watching television because most of us were latchkey kids. Right. We, we watched everything he had either in primetime or syndication over and over and over again. His knack for addressing touchy social and political issues and doing it with humor and yeah. and sharing thoughts in, a, in an easily digestible way. As I mentioned, I mean, he took on race and homosexuality and incest. I mean, these, these kind of topics where you'd say, well, there's no way you could write that into a sitcom and make it pay off. And he did. And he did. It was a Over remarkable tightrope walking yeah. job of, that he did. And the guy never stopped creating or working no just as recently as last year he was developing right. and and producing television he's the, he did more in his in the years 80 to 101 than i've done in my entire life i just it's i just crazy. can't say enough good things i think eddie said it best when he said when he brought up the influence on a whole generation yep. just changing yeah. the way people think completely Mm -hmm. We we actually don't know modern television without him. Like him, Desi Arnaz, and Lucille Ball pretty much paved the way for groundbreaking, hot topic stuff that was being discussed in and out of homes in a manner that we could laugh about and see it for what it really was. So, like, honestly, like, those, those three, Norman Lear especially, pretty much made television and who we were, are, is, things. Well said. <laughs> they should put that on Norman Lear's tombstone. They should. They should. Right there. Big, bold letters. Um, okay, let's go over to uh, a cup of tea in a chat. Speaking of ruined podcasts, Allie almost ruined great news. Just in time for Christmas. Oh, my God, Bean, my doorbell. Please hold. Holy shit. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Allie's having groceries delivered. She warned me that it might happen during the show. I think she's trying to sabotage the program, you guys. I think we could be nearing the end. I didn't think that Allie was going to be the one to pull the plug, but she's doing everything she can to make sure this show doesn't get recorded. 
All right. We'll press pause and rejoin the show in progress when she returns. Oh, hey, Bean. You got all those groceries away already? You put them away that fast? I just slammed them in the fridge because I didn't want to take any more time. That's amazing. Wow. I'm really I'm sorry. Ha- it's okay. Take, take a minute to get your breath back. So this little bitch Matilda put up a box. (laughs) (laughs) We've always talked about how great news was one of those topics that they brought up on Kevin and Bean. And and the funniest part of it was when the great news kind of takes a turn. (laughs) It took took a turn there. Big, big left turn. Bean is moving and he had an adventure in public storage. End of the story. So we do eventually finally get stuff in, right? Mm -hmm. And... I go back in to lock up the storage unit while Donna is giving the guys their tip, signing yeah. the sign off on the paperwork. <laughs> and then while I'm locking the storage oh, unit, no. the other gate, the gate on the side that they have been going back and forth on, the one on the side that it's that's too short for the truck to get through, closes on its own. It slams shut. I'm inside. You I may be the only person inside. Are in a haunted storage yes. facility. <gasps> That's right. I am now living at the public storage. Yes. Is that where you're doing the show from? Apparently I am, yes. Oh my I'm gosh. locked inside. Now the reason I mentioned the detail about the door on the other side being slightly open, ten inches from the ground, is that that's what I had to shimmy you out under in order know. to be able to get out of the public. Bean. What a day. What a day. What a day. He literally had to escape from his storage facility. Okay, okay. I'm. Go- this is gonna sound horrible. Has no one else had to do that? Have, have Have you never like rented a storage place to like you know park like an RV, a trailer, a boat, or anything like that? They they are on band and they have automatic gates and there there may be like you know a laser sensor to detect you coming out. But if it's well, the thief leaving with stuff, so yeah, you get locked into place. And um, I've been in two where we've had to call a number to be like, "Hey, we're in here. Can you let us back out?" Yeah, yep, two. Wow, public storage should start an escape room. Is that what it sounds like? Just honestly, that whole people adventure? pay for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're doing it wrong. They are in the wrong business. You got it. They could do both. They store things and they lock you in and you got to get out. Yeah. It's a dual purpose uh, building now. <laughs> this also reminded me of, do you guys remember when Bean got stuck in a truck window? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Climbing back in to get the key at the show. Yes, yeah. I do. They're doing a remote and they leave the keys and he's like, I could fit through that window. <laughs> oh, good times. All right. The personal minutiae jingle, as we brought up Stockdale. Stockdale was done by our beloved Kevin Stockdale, our Lord and Savior. Talking about our close personal friend, Kevin Stockdale of the Kevin Bean Archive. Love. Here we are, 461 episodes in, and Mm -hmm. Kevin has finally decided it's his time to contribute. And I was very excited when I got his email because I thought, well, this is a guy who is very smart. Mm-hmm. and very familiar with the intricacies of this podcast. He's listened yeah. to every second of every episode. He's got a mind like a steel trap. There's so much material there for him to work with. What's I, happening? I just can't wait to see what he's going to come up with because right? Kevin Stockdale, he's next level, this guy, yeah. right? Yeah. 
All right, so strap in for the mm-hmm. next six and a half minutes. Oh. Here's the Kevin of Kevin and Bean Archive personal minutia jingle. Here we go. Okay, I'll cut it there because at this point I'm thinking, Kevin Stockdale, this guy's a prog rock guy. He just knows a bunch of music. He's always going to shows. I'm expecting uh, an anthem. I'm expecting, it's just in my head, like, what is he going to do? It's going to be something intricate. (laughs) It's going to be something that makes me feel sad for every jingle that I put in. And then I'm also thinking the dude from HR Puffin Stuff recently passed away. So is he going to do a tribute to HR Puffin Stuff? Is it going to be like, you know, person, Omnusha, and and Bean, and Ali, your friend, something like that. Um, (laughs) You know, so I'm just, my mind's all over the place. And right now I'm going to play this in its entirety because we, we are, we owe that to ourselves and our listeners. Manusha. What do I do with the other five minutes and 50 seconds that I'm strapped in? That is, that is what he came up with. Kevin. Thank you. I guess your subscription I mean, is safe for another He's year. off the list for It was very, cancels. very succinct, very huh. powerful. Yes, okay. short but effective, right? Yeah. He didn't even say personal. There was no personal minutia. Just the gong, I guess, was the personal. Maybe that, yeah. <laughs> okay, Christopher, as the new announcer for a cup of tea in a chat. I think I lost uh, my job. <laughs> oh, oh well, in that case, we're just going to rule you out on judging then. Okay, we're going to ask if his description was valid, but, you know. All right, I'm, I'm ending the podcast roundup. Uh, Allie, what did you think? I will punch you in the dick for trying to be smirched. Some of the best nostalgia I will ever have. My apologies. Truly sorry. All right. The week that was. Press the button, my friend. Send me back into time. Edwin. No, Edwin. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) One, two, three. It's a new day. Our feature presentation. 2012. He went from rodeo rider and rodeo roper to legendary jazz musician. Was that me when I became Peak the Rodeo Clown? You'll have to wait and see. We're doing the week that was. This is December 3 to 7, 2012. Let's start off with a celebrity birthday. This got Ralph onto one of his greatest bits, I think. They were talking about Amanda Seyfried, and she was in, of course, Mamma Mia. Amanda Seyfried. <laughs> She's in that Les Miserables movie coming out this Christmas. She was also in Mamma Mia. She specializes in movies made on Broadway musicals, apparently. Now, Kevin, what's uh, your ruling going to be on Les Mis? Oh, which come is on, Kevin. you got to go see Les Mis. All the talk is that this is uh, it's going to win all the Oscars. Like, it couldn't be any better. But it's, a, dream, but it's also a, dream. a musical. So what do you yeah. do with that? It's not the dream that I was dreaming. No interest. And then Hugh I Jackman. dreamed I had a dream. Not interested. But then I dreamed that I was <laughs> dreaming. Stop it. Because I would think that Hugh Jackman would be a plus for you. Russell Crowe would be a plus yeah. for you. I mean, those are two great actors. Not in interested. Right? Hathaway, Amanda Seyfried, what a cast. How can you go wrong with this? Uh, Not uh, interested. Uh, 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 what's his face? Yeah. He's- oh, <laughs> yeah, what's his face? That no, turns uh, it around for me. No, well, <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen. Sasha Baron Cohen, thank what's you. What's the point of this story? <laughs> 
I just am trying to... It's try to... not the dream that I was living. Exciting story. I like to guess whether Kevin will go see a movie a or not. Dream. Not interested. Come on, Kevin. Uh, it might be best if you just let it go, okay? It's got that song that Susan Boyle sang. Right. It smells like donkey ass. Right before <laughs> anal, anal bum party. <laughs> Yeah, I loved Ralph doing that. I had a dream dreaming song. So I expect more of that when the movie actually does come out. What was the movie called again, Drew? Uh, uh, Les Mis. Yeah. Uh, in fact, there was a period before that movie came out that was called pre-Les Mis. Um, you can find that in our, our last episode if you watch the moments with Judge Judy. Watch along. Uh, okay, let's move on. I'm not going to let you derail this boat. <laughs> They were starting to do their top 10 moments with of the year, now that they were getting towards the end of the year. So 2012 was really good. I'm going to play the top three, but first, these are some that I kind of like. This was number 10. We had Lisa Anna talked about this. This should have been much higher, I think. I would fill this top 10. There's no way I could get as much copy straight as she does. And every once in a while, it does go sideways on her. And now, a moment with Lisa May. Explore the amazing world of Ray in this immersion new mega attraction, Manta Ride the Ray, Feel the Rush. Well said. <laughs> that was a moment with Lisa May. How is that not higher? Wow. That was Talk a, about giving up. That was unbelievable. That's expectation. That's almost that, that moment that, 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 that news Could have been a little had. She has a stroke, and the words just in no particular order make no sense How whatsoever. is that only number nine? That's crazy. Because that's how good you are. Come on. Oh. Oh, my Lord. I don't know that SeaWorld got their money's worth in that commercial. <laughs> Ride the Ray, feel the rush indeed. I yeah, thought uh, was, I, th- I thought the tie-in was the, the Jamie Foxx movie Ray. I I did not know what she was talking about at all. So SeaWorld, they, they got their money worth. Also, I really want to go watch Ray again. Uh, yeah, I think they got their money's worth. Because now we're still thinking about SeaWorld 11 years later. Let's go to a next one. This Kevin was on fire this year. Reggie Watts was in studio with us, and here's a little bit of how that went. And now it's time for a moment with Kevin. Were you a magician? I was. First? I was. Thank you. <laughs> Whatever that was, I was. Thank you. Definitely was. There's a cross between a magician and a musician. Thanks for cutting me off. That actually helped me a lot. That was a moment. With Kevin. Were you a musician? Were you a magician? Magician? Yes, yes, I was. Little, you know that that would have kept special going. special needs boy. As long as he would have left it. Yep. He did you a favor. <laughs> what? <laughs> as long as he would have let it. He said left it. it. I did say, I left, say it. left it. That's for Number. next year. Uh, Kev Dog Hall of Fame. I remember because I covered that. I, I was listening live. And they turned that thing like right around. He made that mm-hmm. mistake. They brought the moment with, and that's why the guy was laughing so much. Okay, <laughs> now let's see if Bean, he cracked the top 10 that year. This is Bean this time, and I just, I got my, uh, I got my uh, women in the news confused a little bit and really dug myself a big hole here. And now, a moment with Bean. Right. How did Amanda Knox, uh-huh. celebrated baby killer, end up? Excuse me. No, a, a, a no, quitted you got baby it all killer. Wrong. Oh wrong no, she was crime. the Italian. She was the. That's right. She was the Italian. Uh, the Italian uh, killed the sex party guy. Right. <laughs> she did uh, not. Wait, what? 
She was acquitted. She was acquitted. She was acquitted. She, <laughs> the only thing. That was a moment with Bean. Bean will rarely go that long. <laughs> she was the kill the sex party guy. You <laughs> chose the sex by the end of that sentence. <laughs> I was not in true command of those fans. She went from a baby killer to a dude. Uh, Ralph really loves these moments with. He was just busting up. So I put the top three together. They're all fantastic ones by Kevin. Oh, number three is also Kevin. What? I didn't realize number three was Kevin. Here's a moment with us. Yeah. And this is a case of, uh, this isn't just, this isn't Kevin not being able to come up with the words or getting confused. This is just Kevin, check it out. He's listening to Big Boy in his headphones or something. He has no idea what's being said on his own show. Here we go at number three. And now, it's time for a moment with Kevin. By the way, nothing good has ever happened at 4.30 in the morning. But a lot of good has. Just not, I mean, a lot of good happens. <laughs> just happened. I'm saying a lot of good happens at 4:30 in the morning. It's just this is. But, but you're good. You said that to, her, to his statement that said, nothing good. <laughs> that was a moment with Kevin. I, I try not to listen to Ralph. Wow. As a general rule, <laughs> at least you, you came back immediately and just. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't let that one go. Good. I was no. a dog with a bone, wasn't I? Right? You could <laughs> jump in for a guy who wasn't listening. You sure were involved in the conversation. <laughs> You had no idea what was being said there. All right, I think that's been established. Uh, number two. Oh, number two is Kevin. Oh, actually, yeah, right. Number number five and then four and then three. Now number two is actually Kevin with the moments with. We had Uriah Faber on here, UFC fighter, and we were talking. Well, I'm not sure what we were talking about. I think Kevin's <laughs> asking a question. And now it's time for a moment with Kevin. Have you talked to other coaches or other previous coaches about what to expect or what the the guys, uh, you know, come into their mentally, what they're like or any of that kind of stuff? Tips? <laughs> that was a moment. It needed that clarification. Sure. I think it made it all good by, in, by know, saying tips. Mentally, they come in <laughs> and with all the other ones and the guys and the coaches. Tips? Does anyone remember? Was there an answer to that? Did there you just no ignore question. the question? How could there be an answer? <laughs> He was very, very nice and answered it. I do remember that because I made a fool out of myself, and I thought, thank God he's being so nice and just answering instead of pointing out what an <laughs> idiot I am. Top ten moments with the Kevin Amin Show for 2012. Let me see. Number one. Number one. Who's the number one this year? Uh, any guesses? Anyone want to take a oh, guess who number geez. one is? Um, is it Dave the King of Mexico? Oh, I'm sorry. No? Actually, good yeah. guess. Beer Ralph, is it Beer actually, Is it Beer it's, No. Is it I'm Lisa? Because yeah. nope. I was Lisa, one one time. Is it Ralph? Lisa. Ralph actually, Ralph didn't Beans, make the is top. You? Is, is it you? Bean? You know what? Not this year. Mm, not uh, this year. Uh, Apparently, Kevin was what? not only one of the best moments with of 2012, but maybe <laughs> in the history of broadcasting. <laughs> Won't you please enjoy? And now it's time for a moment with Kevin. What's 12:07 in military time, my friend? 1709. Huh? 1709. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, Lisa? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking 22. <laughs> but I'm but saying, that wouldn't be 17 either, would why it? Why would we jump ahead two minutes? Why would it become 09 all of a sudden? Know. I don't know. That was a moment oh, for Kevin. All right, let's try oh, to figure so out how Just because you guys don't understand the way things work. <laughs> so, Ralph, the story, if you recall, was 1207. You were talking about when the Adele James Bond theme was right. being released to iTunes. It was being released at 007. Right. That was the time on the clock, okay? So you asked 1207, military time. Right. Looking for 007 as the answer. 
let's throw it to Kevin and find out how did you come up with 1209 or 1709 rather? Um, sure don't know. Sure don't know. <laughs> sure couldn't put my finger on that one. Wow. I know that that's the first one that you uh, you SoundClouded, Bean, and it was going around the internet like crazy because everybody <laughs> yeah. was trying to figure out what the hell happened to me. And now it's time for a moment with Kevin. What's 1207 in military time, my friend? Say it, 1709? Huh? <laughs> 1709? <laughs> Hold on. No! I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking 22. <laughs> but I'm but that wouldn't be 17 either, would it? Why would we jump ahead two minutes? Why would it become 09 all of a sudden? Know. I don't know. That was wow. a moment with Kevin. Ralph is pretty unflappable when it comes to uh, being on the air. <laughs> Every once in a while, he'll just lose it and not be able to continue. Man. And gentlemen, so. there is your top 10. Yeah. Moments with Kevin was strong that year. Really, what is as good as 1709, except maybe the UFOs and uh, terrorist situation? Those two probably stand alone. They went on to do the top 10 internet videos of 2012. This one, I think you guys will know. If you guys want to break in, let me know and I'll pause. Uh, Top 10 internet roundup videos of the year. Meet Sweet Brown. Ain't nobody got time for that. That's right. Sweet Brown. You remember this woman? She's the woman that was uh, interviewed after there was a fire. In yes. An apartment complex or something. And she's one of these people like, what was the guy's name last year, the year before? Where the, yeah. Antoine. Uh, yeah, Antoine Dodson. Yeah. Dodson. Yeah. Who's, yeah. She's that kind of guy. Who's such, she is that kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> who's such an interesting person that it doesn't matter what they're talking about. You just want to hear her talk. Right for my life. And then the smoke got me. I got bronchitis. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. That might be the part you remember right there. Ain't nobody, I love her. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> She's the best. Uh, and then there's an auto-tune remix of that, of course. Meet Sweet Brown auto-tune remix. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. There you go. Sweet Brown. That's a great song, too, that they made out of that. It, I was waiting to see LP dance to that because she is a big fan of those two brothers. What's their name? The Gregory brothers. The Gregory are, brothers. There are yes. four of them, but um, it's climbing in your windows. Yep. Hell yeah. Snatching your people up, mm-hmm. Antoine. So yeah, yeah, they were so good at that. Uh, this is something not really Kevin and Beam related, but it was what was super popular in 2012. And I had forgotten about it. So let's see if you guys remember. Of course, this was the year. I mean, this is the year that the the record was broken for the most views for an internet video. I'm going to say Honey Badger. Honey Badger. Good guess. I'm going to say Charlie Bit My Finger. Another good guess. guess. All right. I'm going to throw it out there as the last one. Double Rainbow. Double Rainbow. Also a good guess. Nope. This is something that's disappeared from all of our minds, but it was so big back then. And of course, it's Psy with Gangnam Style. Open Gangnam Style. Biggest video of all time, ever. Of course. And then uh, Mike Realm did a remix, which we love, uh, involving Honey Boo Boo and Gangnam Style, called Honey Boo Boo Style.
genius. Yeah. This is uh, this is quite a batch of videos right here. It was a good year. Yeah, that year was really big. Honey Boo Boo and Psy. So why didn't Heaven I brought it to you before? I know you're mad, but this is why. Have I done something extraordinary here today? No. I did what I was born to do. What any good soldier would have done when a live grenade threatened his commander. I threw myself upon it and bore its terrible brunt. So that's why I didn't bring you Honey Boo Boo inside. I wanted to spare you. Next up, let's go to Rolling Stone was going to publish the top hip-hop songs of all time. And of course, hip-hop lives on K-Rock, so they were big on to discussing the list. Hey, what's the greatest hip-hop song of all time? California Love? Nope. Summertime? Nope. Rolling Stone magazine has announced their decision. They claim No it's... Vaseline by Ice Cube? No <laughs> Vaseline. They claim it's The Message by Grandmaster Flash and the Furious well, Five. It's hard. That's a pretty good choice. Hard to argue with that. Actually. Don't push me cause I'm close to the edge. Remember that? Don't push me cause I'm close to the edge. Pretty good. I'm yeah. trying not to lose my head. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep them going under. That was a great song. That was a great, great song. song. That's, that's one of the jams I used to rock when I was a DJ. If I remember correctly, it was the first million-selling 12-inch. <laughs> what did you say? It was one of the what? It was first million-selling 12-inch, and it's kind of the one that put uh, rap on the map for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, it was for me. That's the first thing I remember saying. Like, what is that? That is, that is well, actually, of course, Blondie's Rapture was my yeah. first, sure. first rap sure. jam. Yeah, but then, then number two, they claim is Rapper's Delight by Sugar Hill Gang, and now you'd be hard pressed to complain about. Also, pretty, pretty good, pretty seminal. Yeah. Another good tune. What do you guys think of that choice? Uh allowed because you're. I'm too close to losing myself. <laughs> so then people started uh, calling. Ralph followed this story through all the show business, kind of updated it. And he realized they'd left someone, well, left someone off the list. I, I haven't seen the complete list because, as I mentioned, it comes out tomorrow, the top 50 uh, online and in the magazine. Top 10 are now on the Internet. But I don't see any indication anywhere that Average Homeboy is on the list. I'm not the typical rapper. That you'll meet. I don't live in a box, nor was I raised on the street. I get up every morning and make my own bed. I'm down to earth. I don't have a big head. Right. It sounds like the microphone's in the very next room. You don't know, man. <laughs> He's yelling through the door. Because it's, it's, it's old school. That's why. That's bad. That's why. He's the best. <laughs> you know how hard it is to rap offbeat? Anybody can yes, hit, I can do that. Anybody can hit the rhymes on the beat, but to do an entire song and just be a little before or a little after the downbeat, 100 percent of the time, really difficult. Yeah, I uh, need to. I need to be warned ahead of time if I'm going to get blazed, Ralph. I was not prepared for it mentally today. You got blazed, man. That's right. You got to eat all your Fruit Loops before you shoot some hoops. I so want success for Denny Blaze. He's, he's so got it. it. He's got success. He doesn't know. Well, he's, I'm not sure. He's blazing hazing right there. Yeah. Shining my car brings me lots of joy. Yeah. You got to keep going now. I guess I'm just what? an average homeboy. Yeah. Average homeboy. <laughs> average homeboy. Come on. That's not in the greatest hip-hop songs ever? <laughs> yeah, that should have been top 10 for sure. I think 
was it 2012 or 2011? He came on Kevin and Bean's show. Very nice guy, charming. So I'm not mad at it. Not mad at this one. Uh, this was a famous jazz musician, died in 2012. Sad news yesterday for the music world when legendary jazz musician Dave Brubeck passed away. <laughs> First off, I love that mashup there. It was the Pac-Man sound in the know. Does anyone know what famous song Dave Brubeck recorded? I know the name. I don't know. I guess something with jazz. Like I, if, when you hear it, it's just it's good or bad. Uh, I I'm not a jazz head, but I do appreciate it. So Brubeck passed away yesterday morning, one day short of today, which would have been his 92nd birthday. That's Quitter. a ripoff, man. You don't get that last piece of cake. You don't get that last lap dance. That is some BS. Uh, Brubeck was a legend. Even if you didn't know jazz music, you knew some of his music. For example, his uh, smash hit recording, Take Five, probably his most famous song, crossed over from jazz into the pop world, was a smash hit on a lot of different billboard lists. Uh, here's a little taste. You may remember this song. Oh, that is cool. I hate that. How can you hate that? I don't know. It just sucks. You really don't like this? You don't hear this and go, wow, this is great? Nope. Dude, this music is awesome. <laughs> I don't like it. What do you want from me? You're not to be wrong. I thought you not to be wrong. <laughs> I've never had that option, Ralph. This is so cool. All right. Just Ralph, makes, you think about, makes you think about tuxedos and martinis and hot chicks and hot chicks i like tuxedos smoky, martinis smoky no rooms and... this was uh 1959 this was a big hit yeah. for uh, for day it's funny that last Lounge hour music baby last hour we were talking about the grandmaster flash song the message which i told you was the first million selling 12 inch yeah this was the first million selling jazz album there you go Dave rubik's uh, take five album yeah he uh, re reinvented jazz by uh changing the time the the standard beat was four four time for jazz he had an extra beat, made it 5-4 time, and the rest is history. I do love 5-4. Well, I know you're a big fan of the I'm going to buy Kevin that album for Christmas. He won't appreciate it. Don't catch your pearls. Why does Kevin hate good things? I'm going to get you a star on uh, star named after you, the Bean. <laughs> what do you think of that? I thought you could have said it better. No, sure. <laughs> That's always the case. There you go. A little history of jazz with Dave Brubeck. Uh, they went on to the next show, Bisbee, and then they talked more about Dave Brubeck. You know, Kevin, he was a uh, originally a rodeo roper. What? Dave Brubeck. His first love was the rodeo. <laughs> but once his mother realized what, how much talent he had at the piano, she insisted he couldn't rope anything larger than a yearling because she didn't want him to hurt his fingers. And that has been your Dave Brubeck moment. <laughs> is, that, is that true, first of all? That's all absolutely true. Okay. He went from rodeo rider and rodeo roper to legendary jazz musician. Dead, 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 dead. And yes, he, he did. He did die. Exciting story. There you go. More jazz history. And yes, he was very influential on me when I did Peak the Rodeo Clown. That is done in a 5-4 beat. Everybody knows that. They're right. <laughs> okay. Uh, next we had, this was a fascinating story, and it brought to mind a famous Kevin and Bean incident. Kate Middleton had been in the hospital for nausea. And I believe she was pregnant at the time. Ah, this makes me angry. This makes me furious. 
two wacky Australian DJs, radio DJs, called the hospital where Kate Middleton was being attended to with her uh, her nausea issues regarding her pregnancy and pretended to be Queen Elizabeth and Prince Charles. Unacceptable. How Unacceptable. dare you? They called uh, the King Edward the Seventh Hospital pretending to be the Royals and got through to the medical staff that was treating Kate to get an update on her condition. How dare Dare you. For Radio Yahoo's to pretend to be people of acclaim in order to get through to important people and embarrass them publicly on the radio is unacceptable. It's on so any legal level. and it's wrong. That's and right. It's wrong. And I, How dare you. I am embarrassed to be part of the uh, the industry right now. We know. Uh, no Jack FM DJ has ever been caught falsely admitting to a crime as a hoax and then getting caught because someone recognized his voice and then had to do community service and had a TV movie loosely based on the incident made about him. At least we can say that. Yeah, at least yeah. we got that. We know this rule inside and out. Yeah. But the Kevin and Bean rule? That rule? <laughs> <laughs> we know that rule, do we? France isn't too happy about it either. Got, <laughs> no. A bunch of stuff going on. When we had Sluggo on, didn't he say he's the guy that started writing those little liner notes for Jack FM? Those little interstitials, right? I don't remember that. Not that yeah. it didn't happen. I just don't remember that. Yeah, I was and thinking. that was a very funny little joke from Jack FM. I wonder if Slogo wrote that about himself. I um, love that. That would be such a meta meta joke. We got to ask <laughs> Slogo about that. Okay, let's end up. This is a drop that they used for years and years. You guys know the singer Tom Waits? Yes. No. Oh, do you? Okay. Well, you'll recognize this because they used it as a drop on Kevin and Bean. You're the nail on the cross. You're the fly in my field. You're the key that got lost. Yeah, they use that every time as a joke drop. And I think this is the first time that Kevin became acquainted with the glory of Tom Waits. I think we have a new clip. We do. Some additional Tom Waits music for those of you who know and love the velvet tones of Mr. Tom Waits. Come on. This is not real. That is I refuse. Lay down in the black, black Bean, you like this guy. I am a Tom Waits fan, Lots yes. Of, Although, I will, I will tell you, his voice is, is I mean, it's tough. It's to, unlistenable. It's tough to get past. It's tough to get past. I'll drink your blood like wine. I'll drink your blood like wine. <laughs> It's not everything, <laughs> that's for sure. He's a good actor, Tom Waits. <laughs> Who he was, cares? He was in that Seven Psychopaths. He's you know what, he's, he's not a, a good singer? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he's very talented. Wow. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. That is a crappy that's, voice. That's a rough 63 to look at <laughs> and listen to, by the way. That dude's only 63. It sounds like those are his last breaths when he's 90. <laughs> he does sound like that. I can't walk so good, guy. He does. Sound he like does. That. My front porch has got poop on it. <laughs> I can just about walk. I can't hold a walk. I can't see too far, and I can't hear too far. Come on along. Never would have won X Factor, I'll tell you that. Wow. That's true. 
Yeah, that would be that guy if he's saying. <laughs> yeah, right. That's pretty dang good. Okay, that is it. But I have a Steve Seagal. If you want another one, this was my favorite Cigar. one. Cigar. Cigar. Because Ralph really busts up. He's got a new one called Steven Seagal Lawman Maricopa County. Ooh. So he was doing an interview on a Phoenix TV station and said this. Joe Arpaio and I were talking about me running for governor. I suppose I would remotely consider it, but probably I would have um, a lot more other responsibilities, a lot of other responsibilities uh, that may be more important to address. Like speaking up. You know, um, I don't know what any of that meant. If immigration is this big issue, as we heard yesterday from Ralph Garman of the Showbiz Beat, wouldn't being the Arizona governor be the single best job to have if you're trying to improve immigration control in Arizona? I would yeah. think so. And Seems the, like being the governor is where, exactly where you'd want to be. And the guy talking is a no-nonsense sheriff that gets a lot of crap, or I don't know what he is in uh, in uh, Arizona, but he's the guy that's trying to talk him into running. And if he if he becomes the governor... Sayonara, people. <laughs> I know. Who can blame him? Well, we wanted to find out more about Governor Seagal, so I believe we have Stephen Seagal on the phone with us right now on the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Hi, Stephen. How are you? Good morning, Kevin and Bean. How are you? <laughs> well, we're fine. Did we catch you at a bad time? No. I don't know. Why do you say that? Well, well, it just sounds like you might be in the middle of some uh, yoga or meditation or something. I am constantly in meditation. I keep my spirit open to the entire world at all times. Does that music play 24-7? Yes. Okay. This way I'm always open to my surroundings. Because mm -hmm. when you're a sheriff, when you're a crime fighter, uh -huh. right. you need to be aware of everything in your surroundings. Right, okay. Both your assailant and also the situation that you find yourself in. I see. Because all things are potential weapons or potential shields. Okay. And I think that, uh, think that <laughs> anything that you can use at your disposal. Right. It's important to be prepared for. Now, what was all that uh, mumbo-jumbo about having more important things to do? Sheriff Joe Arpaio, he's been trying to convince me to run for governor in the great state of Arizona. Right. And I think I have more... Uh, I have <laughs> what more is that? ...important That's responsibilities. It's a noise he made in the interview <laughs> to the TV station. I know, but my question is, what is that? Is oh. it a stroke? What's going on with you, Stephen? Are you okay? Sometimes the spirit moves me. I see. Sometimes being aware of all your surroundings at one time right. can be an influx. Be overwhelming, probably. Exactly. Imagine. Because my senses right. are heightened. Right, right. Being a Shaolin master. Yeah. I'm aware of all things at all times. <laughs> everything is a weapon, everything is a shield, right? <laughs> so, go Governor Seagal, if that, if that were to happen, if you were to be Governor Seagal, what changes would you make in the state of Arizona? What, what, would, uh, what would you like to see different in your state? Hello? <laughs> Steve, you all right? Governor Seagal? What's happening? Are you, are you laughing? Sorry. <laughs> Something funny is coming What's in that we don't, none of us know about? Did Omar drop trow in there? What happened? The universe just told me something very funny. What was it? I can't share, share it with us. I can't because you're not a shaman. No. At all. Being a Buddhist, of course. Uh, <laughs> Being a Buddhist. <laughs> you okay, Steve? Being a Buddhist. I'll have to consult. What? I'll have to consult with my with my higher power. And who's your higher power? I have to sit down with my llama. Your llama. <laughs> your llama gives you. <laughs>
<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. <laughs> Thank you, Eddie. Appreciate you, bro. Gotta that was leave awesome. it in now. I saved that years ago because I just thought it was so funny. I love Ralph cracking up. So if you're going to mention Steven Cigar. Okay, yeah. that's it. Back to you, Steve. Well, this has been episode 134 of Quitters Never Give Up. With us always, we have Jennifer, Lindsay, Eddie, me, and Christopher Rosales. And you can find us on where I don't know what I don't know the rest of this crap. I, I got that far. I'm sorry. I'm out. Well, if you're listening, you already found us. It's a good song to take us out. Oh, yeah, I'm down with this. Why, why do we always do this? You see, I got more clothes than Muhammad. And I dress so viciously. Everybody go home. Tell what you're going to do today. Say what? Because I'm a headline girl and I get some spanking drive off. And I get OJ. Everybody go home. Tell Okay, we're done, right? All right. Yeah, Bye, no, everybody. That was, that was the end. Uh, yeah, we're just cutting. Bye, it. everyone. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Christopher is done with my cock. <laughs> <laughs>